Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. Tell you what, today we're going to go to one of the shortest, maybe the shortest, I don't really know, shortest books in the Bible uh, to spend a little time in it. And this actually comes out of what we've been examining in uh, Timothy, uh, chapters 2 and chapter 3 of Timothy, particularly chapter 3, where God is telling us to beware because in the last days that there's going to be some things that happen. There's going to be some men that come forth <coughs> that will be doing some stuff. Uh, that you want to stay away from these men, you don't want to participate with them uh, because they are false, they are fraudulent, they're not real. Oh, they have a form of godliness, and yet they deny the power thereof. And the book of Jude speaks a great deal about this. The book of Jude's found at the end of the New Testament. It's a short little book. It's 25 verses long, but it is absolutely one of the most powerful books. And so let's just spend some time in it. And so here's Jude, and I would say chapter 1, but it's only one chapter. So here's verse 1 of Jude. It begins like this. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ, verse 2, may mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you. You know, quite often when we read the scripture, we will uh, sort of blow through the intros and the outros, you know, and the first few verses right here. We'll think, okay, he's just saying hi to them, and that's about it. We don't think too much, too highly of it in any way. But let me tell you what, we do well to pay attention to it because it gives us so much insight in all these things. First of all, he tells us who he is. He says, I'm Jude, and I'm writing a letter to you, okay? I'm a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. What's interesting is we know James was a brother of Jesus. So if James is a brother of Jesus and Jude's a brother of James, that means that Jude is what? Sounds like a math equation, doesn't it? Jude is the brother of Jesus. But rather than coming in and saying, hey, this is Jude, uh, Jesus' brother, so y'all listen to me. Instead of doing that, he comes in humility and says, hey, I'm a bondservant of Jesus Christ. I'm the Jude that's the brother of James. Okay, And so they would have known that he's the brother of Jesus, but you see him walking in humility before one another. So then he tells who he's writing to. He said, I'm writing to those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. So these are believers, but he's given them insight into what happened in their life when they called unto the Lord for salvation. He says, you are called. It is the Lord God who calls us to be saved. This is not something that we just whip up and we decide one day, well, you don't think I will be right with God today. No, you cannot do that without the conviction of the Holy Spirit, without the calling of God. And those are certain words and certain phrases which really get some people very, very nervous. But the Scripture is very clear about it. To those who are called, and you're beloved in God, and you're kept, kept for Jesus Christ. That gives us some insight into some things. Sometimes people will come along and say, well, you know, uh, you can lose your salvation like you lose your car keys. No, you cannot lose your salvation like you misplace and lose your car keys. I think you can fake salvation. <laughs> I think you can think that you are saved and you're doing all sorts of great religious stuff. Then one day realize, wait a minute, I never really was right before God. 
It's not that you were saved and you lost it. No, we learn from here. We learn from Galatians that in the same way that we are called, we are kept. We're called by the most high God and we're kept by the most high God. And here he says, you're kept for Jesus Christ. In Galatians, we find that we're kept through Jesus Christ. And then he speaks mercy and peace and love. He says, may they be multiplied unto you. Isn't that great? He says, I just want that to be multiplied unto you, the mercy of God, the peace of God, and the love of God. Now, verse 3, this will be the last verse we look at today. So listen carefully to this. He says, beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. I love these kind of passages right here because they give us such insight as to how God works in our life and how God worked in the life of these that were writing letters and that wound up writing scripture. There's times when they were writing when I believe that they knew that this was something of the Most High God. There were other times when they're writing and, and they're thinking they're just writing you know, something to somebody, and God says, hey, you know, this is really more than you can imagine. Uh, he did that with uh, Paul over, I think, 1 Corinthians. When Paul is there talking about, uh, the question was, should my virgin daughters marry? And Paul says, well, you know, the one issue right here, this is what the Lord says. I have the mind of the Lord. This other thing, I'm not sure, but this is what my mind is. And so Paul writes down what his mind is on the situation. Little did he know that that was the mind of the Lord also because the Lord left it in the Scripture. See what I'm saying? He left it in the Scripture. What I love about Jude is Jude was wanting to sit down. He was going to write them a letter about their common salvation, about what God has done in their life and what we're experiencing in him. He was going to write this letter. He sat down to write it. But when he did, I felt the necessity to write to you, appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith. <coughs> Literally, when he was sitting there writing to them, his mind was changed. And, you know, so often we think, well, if you're really doing a thing of God and this thing, you'll know you won't have any change of heart, change of mind. No, 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 no. The Lord moved upon him and moved upon him to write this little letter to them. And we have it here thousands of years later. And you're going to see that this is a most, most profound letter in a lot of different ways. What was his purpose in writing? He tells us right here that they would contend. He's appealing to them. It's a very... Um, a uh, strong type of word. I'm appealing to you that you contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all handed down to the saints. They had the faith. They experienced the faith, but he's telling them to contend for it, not from the point of view of attaining and maintaining, but from the point of view of walking in the truth of it. And we're going to see on uh, the next episode that there's certain people who have crept in and that were doing things, misteaching and misbehaving indeed. And he's telling them, I'm appealing to you that you contend earnestly for this faith, that you stand firm in this faith, that you do not allow it to be watered down by word or by deed, that you don't allow evil to come in. You don't allow people to come in and misteach and mislive this faith. This is something, folks, that we really, 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 really need within the body of Christ today, that we need to contend earnestly for the faith the truth of the faith, the wholeness of the faith. So many of us understand portions of the faith, but there's entire portions of the faith that we've never learned about. We've never been taught. It's never been preached. It's never been addressed. And we're really anemic within those areas. We need to contend earnestly 
for the complete and totality of the faith. Now, let me read this last verse again. We'll be done. Beloved, while I was making every effort to write you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. Now, of course, the very next word is for. In other words, here I am, this is what we're doing, and now I'm about to tell you why. We'll look at that the next time, okay? Uh, again, let me ask you, uh, share these times with uh, uh, one another. Spread the word about this. This is the primary way people find out is word of mouth. So tell folks and get them to gather together with us. Uh, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you later. Goodbye. <laughs>